on this shit right now. I think I pulled a ligament. Fashion killer, a liar, assassin. Batman, villain, Hey, y'all. Hey. What's going on? It's a new week and we are back. Yes, back and we're better. Yes. Going up. Yes. Going, up. going on, people. This week we have some dope conversations again. But this time we have someone super, super dope on the show. It's our first special guest. I'm so hyped. Yes, our first guest ever. And we can't be more happy. Yes, we have Sasha Renee. What's going on, y'all? Yes, yes. Yes, I am here. I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me, ladies. Anytime. So those of y'all who don't know, um, me and Lily went to Central with Sasha. I'm going to reiterate this again. The best high school in Kentucky. Probably the best high school in the world. Without a doubt. Yes. Yes. So we are Central High alumni. We all ran track together. Class of 09. <laughs> yeah. So today we are going to talk about sexuality in the black community. Um, one of the things that I find kind of taboo about this topic is that we really contradict ourselves. I don't know if it's just as a community or just as a people in general. But it seems like sexuality is something that you can have when you're having a threesome. But sexuality is something you shouldn't be dealing with when you want to be in a relationship with someone of the same sex. And I think that is complete bullshit. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's double standards. What it's, you was talking about last We was just talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double standards. Totally double standards. So right. this is like, I don't know anything about that lifestyle because I'm not gay. But... I've always found it really interesting because you have some people who are like openly gay. You have some people who, <laughs> who are like not ready to come out yet. But everyone has like their own opinion and their own journey to how they found their true sexuality. And so that is what we are going to talk about today with Sasha. (laughs) The questions are juicy. I love it. So, Sasha, what are your pronouns? Uh, She, her, and hers. Okay. So, I never really even knew what that meant until like two years ago when I worked at Campbellsville and I came across this girl and I was like, oh yeah, like she, this, this, and she's like, no. And I was like, but you're a girl. And she's like, I don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I am non-binary. And I was just like, oh, school me because yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was like, my bad. She was like, that's like you telling me, you know, hey, you're, my name is Natalie, but I call you Rachel. And I was like, okay, yeah. that makes oh, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, that makes so much sense. I mean, sense. you should just nice. always address people uh, the way they want to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for me, I am woman and i am comfortable with she her and hers Mm -hmm. uh i don't ever see myself moving into a non-binary um space Mm -hmm. um but you know we we definitely want to respect those people who don't feel like she you know and don't necessarily feel like he either you know what i'm saying so like uh we got to respect all that so i learned about it maybe like four years ago Mm -hmm. uh through diversity at the table oh yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so uh yeah so i mean i wasn't i wasn't hip before entering 
you know, a certain space either. So, hey. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. either. I'm, I found out this year through yeah. social work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my professor was like, yeah, you uh, basically say things like you all and everyone. Mm-hmm. Basically more inclusive words. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whew. Because even they have new words for like nephews and nieces. They call them nibblings. Mm. So that you can't say Yeah, like, <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm going to go pick up my little nibbling. <laughs> so I think it's cute. It's, it's it a different is. way to... You know, change our habits, but I think it's always a room for us to grow. Right, right. Yes, Definitely yes. gives us an opportunity to learn more as a people because I feel like we're so stuck on societal norms. Mm-hmm. So we go by like what society tells us is normal. And when something is not normal, we don't even think to look into it any right. further. We just are like, no, 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 no. I don't want to deal with it. This is yeah. what I know. This is what I'm sticking to. So I really like the fact that she was open enough to come and tell me like, hey, like, yeah. no, because especially on that campus, because that's a campus. It was a Christian campus. Mm. So it was like for her to be able to exercise that right to say, no, I don't approve of you coming to me like that and speaking at me like that. It definitely was empowering for other people because there's right. some people that's not going to speak up for themselves. Exactly. So she definitely gave herself and other people um, that are in that lane, an opportunity because yeah. I would have never knew. Exactly. It's brave. It's like it's brave. Yes, <laughs> definitely brave. Yeah. So, how have your same-sex relationships differed from your heterosexual relationships? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that giggle was right, too much. Like, oh shit! Okay. So, uh, uh, they're better for me okay. personally. How? Um, I want all the so okay. rated XX. It's just a lot easier for me to communicate. Communication uh, mm-hmm. is the biggest difference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just so much easier for me to communicate with a woman, um, and genuinely understand uh, where she's coming from, and vice versa, than it was when I was dating men. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, the sex is better. Um, the the connection and the vibe um i mean just for me it's just a a more intense feeling um i never orgasm the way i orgasm or you know yeah when i was i mean i enjoy sex with men Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i I enjoy i genuinely enjoy sex with men um but with women it's just it's so much more intense i don't know like Mm. so much better you can get there almost without having sex like Oh damn! The okay. connection is so like out of body. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, my first experience, I was like, "Oh Lord Jesus, why didn't nobody tell me?" <laughs> it was like, "Come on, y'all! Like, why didn't y'all tell me?" Like, nobody digmatized. You got like pussy right. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different. It's a whole different thing. But um, I love it. So communication, pros, um, sex, pros. Um, but with that deep connection, it is um, it is intense, and sometimes that intensity um, can turn negative. So if we're into it, mm-hmm. we're into it. Yeah, Ooh. you know, it's like a different level. Like the energy and the emotions um, are just different. Uh, two women, I can't speak on it. Yeah, like this conversation just. <laughs> It does make sense though, because even though I don't consider myself like bisexual or anything, I have slept with um, two women before, mm-hmm. and to me it was See, exciting. The loop. Like it was, it was exciting because it was different, but they also it also felt like they knew where to go. If that makes sense. Okay. Absolutely. Like okay. I've never like 
I didn't realize how much it like how natural it would be during my first experience, but I'm like, I know this. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I know how to please myself. Mm-hmm. So like pleasing my partner, it was just like a flow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas um I mean we can, you know, men and women, like for me, I was able to please and vice versa, but sometimes there had to be some conversations of like do right. it like this, do it like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Whereas we kinda just flowed because we kinda knew what we liked mm-hmm. and it was easier to like notice certain facial expressions and be like mm, that's the spot you know like <laughs> just stuff amazing. like that so like uh i don't know okay. a lot of, a lot of fun but definitely intense and you know um they refer to us as luggage lesbians <laughs> what? Uh, so what does that what mean that? we move in like oh. everything like time feels different like i remember meeting a guy and how that would go like uh-huh. we'd start talking and we'd start texting and we'd be texting back and forth for maybe a couple of weeks then go on a date and, right and and then date a few times and and then kind of gradually move into this space where it's like you meet a woman and if you like her like two weeks later you're like oh snap i'm with this person every single day now we're making plans for our future yeah. um oh. you know luggage lesbians so you, you got people that literally like Maybe they don't move in, literally. Yeah. But but you're with this person every single day, laid up with them, spend the night all the time, right at the gate. And it's like, because okay. that's how intense it is. It like, makes you can't sense be without now, them. because <laughs> I had a friend, we all had this friend, and I swear this girl got engaged like five times, and I couldn't understand how every time I had to be in this wedding, I had to come and be like... <laughs> You're the one. And I was like, girl, no. I can't. I don't understand. And I didn't want to be the bad friend to be like, bitch, I'm not doing this. But I just I just couldn't understand it. I was like, you've known this girl for three months. You've known this girl for only seven months and y'all live together. You've known this girl for six months and now y'all trying to have a baby and y'all trying to do this. And I'm like, you do realize that all these things take a certain amount of commitment. And I don't think you know this person as well as you think she does, as well as you think you do. So it makes so much sense now because time is different. Because that's not nothing I would do. I would be like, what? Why would you do that? You really have to get a grip on it because the way that the love feels and the intensity of mm-hmm. it, you're ready to do all of those things out the door. Right. And I think a lot of times, um, in my experience, women know what they want more often. Right. right. So when you get two together, they're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. It's not the best decision. Yeah. A lot of times. Okay. So, okay. You know, it's one of the cons. Well, this, <laughs> it happens. When and how did you know you were attracted to women? Hmm. So, hmm. now that I reflect back, I think I can pinpoint times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, very distinctly for me, um, I was in a bar one night and um, a lady friend who kind of came out to my events and would support me and stuff. And I knew that she was bisexual. She Mm -hmm. dates men and women. Um, And she's like a femme presenting woman. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, I was still presenting femme. I always had a tomboy swag, but Mm -hmm. I was very much presenting film she kind of approached me uh at the bar and was like sasha i want to take you home and um in that moment when i paused and considered it oh that's when you knew (laughs) yeah because like well like i had known that women had been attracted to me before yeah um i had had uh, a few men partners 
within the last year before that moment um asked me if I was bisexual or mm-hmm. did I like women and I was like why y'all keep asking me this like <laughs> um and I actually um was in an intense talking situation with a guy we wasn't like official but um he was bi he wouldn't tell me but I had oh, informa- I had information oh. from mm. a very reliable source that he had been with men before. That happens to and, us um, more often than we don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, like um, I feel like most women have dated um men who are on the low and they just don't know it. Right. Um, Definitely. but it's something. Just as many women have, you know, straight women have sex with women. There are just mm-hmm. many guys that are doing the same thing, right. and society doesn't really accept it. It's not as acceptable, right? So like y'all say, it's not as sexy. Yeah. yeah, like y'all said, like threesomes is like cool, you know, mm-hmm. a, a guy with two girls, but anything right. beyond that, people don't really accept. It. Right. Um. So yeah, like I think when I reflect back, I I was a lot op- more open than I gave myself credit for because when I found out, it didn't make me less attracted to him. Yeah. I still wanted yeah. to like date him and talk to him and everything, so yeah. it was like, oh, this is cool. I yeah. asked him very directly. He wouldn't tell me. I said okay. Hmm. You ain't uh, ready to tell me. But I know the person that told me. And then I also got that vibe from him. Yeah. And he asked me and he like took me to a strip club and tried to get me a dance. And oh, God. What? Just, yeah, just a little <laughs> stuff that he would do. But I really liked him and his um his energy was very like, what? how do you say it? Androgynous. Mm-hmm. It just was yeah. very like a neutral energy. And then that, you know, that day, like I looked at her and I was like laughing and I was like super blushing. Yeah. And I realized like, I guess I do like... I like it. Mm-hmm. And um, I declined very politely because I was scared and I wouldn't have got the life yet. <laughs> um, but then I found myself um, becoming attracted to another girl who was kind of like coming out uh-huh. and coming to my shows. Okay. Yeah, and showing up. And artist love. Yeah, well, I started like one of my closest friends is an artist by the name of Corey Black. And I started telling her, man, I really want to connect with this girl. Um, I'm really feeling her vibe, but I wasn't talking about like relationship wise. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to have her as a friend. She's yeah. so dope. Yeah. We have the same birthday. Like, I want to mm-hmm. get to know her. Like, I think that we will be dope Good friends. friends. Yeah. And then when I got in her space, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh, I'm like, like, oh, like my bad. And for That's me, so I didn't like question myself. I don't remember like being like, is oh, this wrong? This is wrong. Oh, I don't want to be yet because it just felt right. Yeah, everything about it was natural. It just flowed. I didn't. I didn't try to fight it. Um, That's amazing. It just flowed. It just yeah. You didn't have such a, a tormented experience like some of my friends. Like yeah. some people being kicked out. I've heard some so people many been like. Well, I was stories. older, y'all. Like I was. That is true. <laughs> but we still <laughs> twenty seven now. So I was. I think I was twenty three, um, and I was just older. Mm. Um, gay I mean lesbian women in my family gay people you know gay friends it just for me it was around me all the time I didn't feel like I would be like super judged and I really didn't care right and that's the thing that I feel like everyone needs to come to grips with do not care just be authentically who you are at all times no matter what happens it's funny because I was in college I went to union and my friend who I shall name anonymous she be naming, was gay. I be naming everybody and on the show. This heifer had the nerve. This is when I knew I wasn't gay. I used to hang out with a whole lot of gay people, and people would swear up and down I was gay, and I would use that excuse to stay away from certain dudes that mm-hmm. would try to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, no, like I'm gay. Like I, I have a girlfriend. You know, mm-hmm. you know how we do in the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
I was always around her all the time, so it kind of just seemed like we really was gay together. Yeah. And <laughs> there was a day where this little bitch kissed me, and I about slapped her face off. And Ooh. I was like, listen, don't ever do that shit again. And oh she was God. like, so disrespectful. She said, well, I just wanted to see if you was a good kisser, and you're not. I said, I'm <gasps> not a good kisser because I'm not attracted to women. And I didn't want to be kissed. And it hurt my feelings that oh. she <laughs> I mean, yeah, she it hurt my feelings so much because I was like, "You should know, like, yeah, like, why would you do that? Like, I'm sorry, you traumatized the hell out of me. No, that's terrible. I was pissed. I was pissed at her. I didn't talk to her for like two weeks, and she was like, "You really mad?" And I was like, "That's like me. To me, that's the equivalent of sticking a nigga's dick in your mouth. You don't like dudes." So, or, or can you imagine if a dude just kissed you? Exactly. Right. If one of your guy friends just kissed you, like that is so like, invasive. I just wanted right. to see he was really a lesbian. Right. Like, yeah, no, really that's mad. messed up. You'd like, be really Yeah, pissed. I was so mad at her for that. And after that, she never did it again. That's good. But I was just like, bro, like now I really got to pay attention to what you're doing because I don't know if you did that just to see what my reaction was going to be or if you're really telling me the truth that you just wanted to see what it was going to be like. Mm. So... The whole thing just, just threw me, me off guard. And I can tell you yes or no. We can yeah. move right along. Right. Consent. Yeah, Cause girls Consent. 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 Please. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Girl, my freshman terrible. year was wild. <laughs> that was that was wild. And luckily that was one of the days and I I think I would have reacted a little bit differently had I been sober, but I was drunk. So that was not something to do while I'm under the influence. Not really paying attention to my surroundings, yeah. just doing whatever, and then you just grab my face, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's you tripping, tripping, so, tripping!" Like, yes, okay, mm. yeah, 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 yes, young and dumb stuff, young and dumb. I'm telling right. you. <laughs> Let's see. When and why did you decide to exclusively date women? If you have. I never, like, really made that decision. Um, I just prefer women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that men are not an option, but they just... Like, I think men are very attractive, but mm-hmm. they just don't, like... They don't do it. Lure me towards them anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. men are very much still attracted to me, um, even though I'm very much present uh, masculine, wear the same clothes that they wear now. Um, men are oh, very much attracted to me, and they still approach me. Um, not as much as women do, but I still get, you know... I can still pull. I say out of 100% hollers, I'm getting 30% men and 70% women. That's a good ratio. It is a good ratio. So I'm like, okay, I'm popping. I'm still popping. But like, no. um, They just, yeah, they don't do it for me. And I'm just very much caught up into like feminine, feminine uh, expressing and presenting women. Mm -hmm. But like, um, there are a few trans men that could get that action um Mm. i have seen some of the most beautiful trans men in my life and it's funny because like i told y'all i've never been attracted to women i went to a track meet one day i was in college beautiful specimen that's what i'm gonna call it beautiful because i don't know what (laughs) this person was absolutely gorgeous we I'm sitting here, I'm looking, watching this person triple jump. I know this person has to be a woman because she's jumping with me. Mm-hmm. I'm gotcha. a girl. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this person, you don't know if she's a girl or a boy. Gotcha. She would mm-hmm. not go by her regular name. Mm-hmm. I don't, well, 
She was going by some Rod, Roderick, something like that. Beautiful. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, had I been in a club, I would have shot all the shots. shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would have had no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea whatsoever. Sometimes you. it happens. But no, that happened to me too. Warriors. I worked at Spectrum. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, but the only transgender person I've ever met, um, she was through Spectrum. And I didn't know she was transgender at all. She had red hair. She was beautiful. Face beat. Outfit. Just like She just looks amazing all the time. So it, I'm surprised that didn't trigger me. <laughs> like... Like uh, but she finally told us that she was transgender, and I was just like, "Really?" Like I just was looking at her like, "I'm so interested in that process." Like, like I could not tell. She had to show me the go? paperwork. And how does it she go? Had surgery and everything. Like that, I, what? Like I'm so intrigued by like, you are whatever you are, and then you are able to transform yourself into the opposite sex. In a way that nobody would know, and you look better than ninety <laughs> percent yeah. of the women walking around. <laughs> like I need to know what yeah, you're doing because yeah, I yeah. need some help. I <laughs> like I, I need those do my makeup or something. Right? They would know. They got money though. Beautiful. Maybe like Amaya Scott. Yeah, oh she was supposed God. to be on. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you look is at her, as a on, like boy? love and hip hop or something. No. Um. Yeah. What is she's on Star? Okay, I'm and not young. she is cotton on Star. If you ever watch Star, she's cotton. When you see her now, she is gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. When mm-hmm. you see her before she transitioned, she is like the sexiest man I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's like the sexiest little kid man. But it's like, oh my God. I think if you're attractive, you're attractive. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like the people... I, most of the trans people that I know, um, yes, okay, yeah. so I've seen this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, he and she is beautiful. Um, most of the time, though, when I see trans people, um, when I actually see them before, they look more comfortable um, identifying as who they want to identify right. as, and yeah. I think that that makes them more attractive. Right. Because now because they have confidence. They're projecting confidence now mm-hmm. because they're comfortable, yeah. like in their own skin. Right. So, like, I think a lot of times they're a lot more attractive being who they want yeah. to really be. Right. You know what I'm saying? So or getting to live sense. in their truth. So That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Then you that teach me sense. some of them confidence, too. Because I was just talking to my professor about that, like, how we can look at the LGBTQ plus community for confidence because we've been oppressed, you know, as black people, as women. But I was like, like they, they are, more are way more oppressed, even still today. And they can still walk out and just be themselves. Like, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and I love it. I'm like, I wish I could have just an ounce of that type mm-hmm. of confidence. You could tell me shit. Right. <laughs> so they need to teach some classes. Yeah, y'all need to teach some classes. I well, wish it's empowerment. I mean, it's empowering. Just think about, like, how it feels to be a black woman in today's society. Right. You yeah. can kind of walk and move a certain way like yeah. you know you bad like, right once you find yourself anyway yeah like, once you really like em, you know embody embrace that embrace are. that mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of uh lgbtq plus people they're living in this world where a lot of times they're hated on and it's like well <laughs> Right. You know, we're still great. Right. You know, and we still gonna walk the walk and talk the talk. So I think it's just a way, like, you feel empowered and liberated in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that comes with, like, confidence. Because yes. I'm definitely more confident than I used to be. So. I think you are, too. <laughs> I feel like you have, like, ten times more swag than you used to. Like, you always had swag, but you had, like, ten times more swag than you used to. Thank you, Nat. 
My pleasure. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, what is the hardest part about your experience as an African American female who's also living this lifestyle? Like in general? Mm-hmm. Mm. The hardest part. Oh, and there might not be question. a hard part for you because and I guess it's like an individualized question mm-hmm. and it can be it can be kind of packed because some people it might not be hard for them to just do them and to be who they are but for some yeah. people they might find something extremely extremely difficult that they haven't been able to master yet about themselves realizing who they really are so I guess it's I guess it depends on if that question even really applies to you. You know, like off the bat, like I, nothing really comes to mind um, because life for me now, I navigate it like easier. It feels easier. Mm-hmm. It feels more natural. Um, I get to be who I am and like I get a kick out of being this unique person. Right. Because uh, like people who don't know me, like y'all, y'all have been knowing me since I was a girl. So yeah. it's like it's just a different thing than people like when they first meet me they view me as a stud i'm not a stud mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't put me in that lane yeah. because i'm just different like studs mm-hmm. are a certain way like <laughs> anti dick yeah. you know and that's just what it is and i'm not i'm not a touch me not women touch me however mm-hmm. um so i don't know like it just feels good to like be this free person um I mean, it's difficult to be a black woman. Right. I can kind of, you know, speak to that. That, yeah, speak um, to that. Um, shoot. <laughs> um, like, being a black woman in hip-hop, like, um, men, they, they put themselves here and they put you here. Mm-hmm. And um, as talented as I am, I think there's always going to be a disconnect. Um, because, like, for black women in hip-hop, there can only be one of us at one time. Shine. Right. Yeah. That's in the industry. That's here mm-hmm. locally in Louisville, Kentucky. Right. That's in your neighborhood. Like, wherever. We can be in a room. And, um, and of course, I, I change these things. I show love to all black female artists. But, but for other people, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, only one of y'all can be the best. Only mm-hmm. one of y'all can eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just weird dynamics. So where we're not making as much money, we're not getting as many opportunities um, as men. Because, I mean, it's dozens and dozens. Shit. It's actually, it's hundreds of rappers in Louisville, right? It's only uh-huh. dozens of us that really stand out. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, female rappers, like, a lot of people only know me. Right. Because they're, they just kind of turn the eye to any other mm-hmm. artist doing their thing. I'm trying to think if I know any other female um, rappers in Louisville and I to be honest with you I really I don't, don't. <laughs> I need to look and it's more. it's it's crazy because I'm like a music buff so I'm all about listening to music but mm-hmm. when I think of Louisville music Louisville music <laughs> when I think of Louisville music <laughs> musicians in Louisville oh the people that come to my mind are um oh shit okay you mm-hmm. Corey Black mm-hmm. Come on. Oh no. You can pull some up. You got this. What's her name? Chanson? Yes. Chanson. Yes, Chanson. Um, there's a guy. He had a whole not I'm not not talking about Bryson Tiller because he made it and he's like big mainstream. Right. And I wanna focus on the people who oh, have um, not actually hit these million dollar marketed stages yet. Mm-hmm. Um there's like I have his whole album on my phone and I bet Braxton. you I won't be able to find it. Uh is he a singer or Braxton a Lee? 
or is that his name? Something Lee? Rob Lee. Rob Lee. Oh my God. Oh. Rob Lee. My favorite. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love him. Yes. So like those are the people that I think of when I think about musicians in Louisville. So like, and I have a friend in New Orleans. She's like super big into music. So I'm always like, oh, go listen to this person. Like literally a month ago, I had sent her Corey Black's whole thing. And she's like, oh my God, like this is lit. Like I'm about to be bumping this. And I'm like, you've never heard this and she's like no so we literally exchange music hometown music all the time and amazing. like i love that mm -hmm. but it's like we don't have that many people who do that right it's like you bumping it in your car on the weekend but you're not bumping it and sharing, sharing it, it. Sharing it with that's other people. so important and i think that's one of the major reasons why i'm like picking up speed as an artist and like i have listeners like um what what platform did I check? I checked Apple Music and uh, Louisville had the most plays. And then second mm -hmm. was Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. And um, for the first day uh, that my album was up, Louisville had 548 plays. And Memphis had 300 and something. And mm. I'm like, this is not far. I was like, how am I getting right. 300 plays out of Memphis? And even though that's so small, that's a oh, handful that's a of lot. people that are like streaming the music. Right. Yeah. Like, so yeah. like... I don't know how, but <laughs> you got um, Kim Albertin, who mm -hmm. I think yes. she's from Memphis, and we connected. I went to um, Nashville because that's where she's at currently. Mm -hmm. um, and I went to Nashville and connected there and did a show, and there were people in the crowd from Memphis. Um, there was an artist there from Memphis, and I just think those connections go yes. and spread if people talk about them. Yes. yes. So, word of mouth. Yes, word of mouth is key. I'm so key. glad that we have, like, people that we know yeah. that are able to help pass around the music mm -hmm. because it's like, where would, where would you go? Where would you be? Right. You know, it, it's not, where do you it's, start? <laughs> it's sad because like you would think that your hometown would help spread that more, support you the most, support you the most. You from here. So it's like, I mean, they spread Bryson Tiller. Like it's nothing. They spread him like it's wildfire. You know, mm -hmm. I was just about so, to say though, but like the difference between you and like other artists that you already, you know, named, y'all were doing this before Bryson Tiller. You notice like after Bryson Tiller, there was like an uptick of everybody, like, oh, I gotta, <laughs> like, RJ and then yeah. was like, I gotta get back in the studio. I'm like, he motivated years. everybody to grind harder. It's been seven years, sir. He motivated the people that were doing it to grind harder and mm -hmm. then yeah. just a whole slew of, of new people. artists. Like, oh, yeah. we can make Hit it now. Scene. Like, yeah, and it was like, there were those group of us, cause like, I don't know that, like, when I started doing music, um, when I first went to the first real studio, Bryson was there. Mm -hmm. Like, he was a part of my beginning doing music in Louisville, so we were all around each other, me, him, um, some other people who I've been pretty successful who don't live in Louisville anymore mm -hmm. doing their music. So, like, he was doing it, but he didn't have no support either. Like, yeah. literally, the song Don't. That song is what took him. It took him to out of here. Yeah, newer heights. I lived in Atlanta when that song went, and I was listening to it, and I remember I was talking to this dude, and he was like, "You said you're from Kentucky. Are you? Uh, do you know?" And I was like, "I don't know him personally. No, I don't know him, but I know the music. Like, dude is." dope and yeah. then i was like you gotta listen to this person and this person and this person and to this day he probably still listens to all y'all because literally the whole time we was That's talking amazing. i was like no we're not we're gonna play this we're gonna play this we're gonna play this like sometimes you have to make people you have to though because they don't know right yeah they don't know, know. 
it's not going to reach that place without somebody who does know about it or who's from that hometown. Like, like I'm saying, like Kim, like she ain't Mm -hmm. even from here, but her going to high school with me and still being connected with me on social media. Now that she's into music marketing Mm -hmm. management, she's can pick from the people she sees doing their thing from Louisville, Memphis, Mm -hmm. Nashville, wherever and connect everybody. And that's what she does. How much networking is a valuable (sighs) skill to have and a lot of people don't know how to network but they need to learn because this is like key networking like networking to success one-on-one like this is it yes shoot let's see um what stereotypes are you shattering while being public in your sexuality and lifestyle both in hip-hop and just in regular life so i think like uh, my transition in music is, is one thing. So um, a lot of people who have been listening to me through the years, like they went from listening to me being a femme presenting artist, um, referring to men in my music, mm-hmm. and then now changing the subject. But even now, like, uh, I don't know if y'all have listened to the project yet, but when y'all do, like, you will hear, hear me make references to a threesome with a man mm-hmm. or, 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 or hitting a dude from the back one time, you know. Like, oh, ooh, this is going like, to Oh my goodness, we gotta do a music review. <laughs> Y'all yes, do. We don't have to. Don't but like, to. I love it. Like, because I'm not only redefining like stereotypes mm-hmm. in like this heteronormative like society, mm-hmm. but also within the LGBT community, like we have stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people are like, "What? What are the stereotypes?" Right. Well, just like okay. So first and foremost, like a lot of lesbians, and I can't speak to. Um, gay men, but I believe it's the same thing. A lot of lesbians do not like bisexuals. Like, bisexuals Why? are like, get over here. <laughs> Just how they are a lot of times um, to the heterosexual community, because it's kind of like, you're confused. Mm-hmm. And like, um, lesbian women, like women that will only absolutely date women, a lot of times will not date mm-hmm. or get a partner who's bi. Okay. Um, Cause they not with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They not with it. But then it's like, to me, it doesn't make sense. Here we are like freed and liberated and right. basically accepting of like, and that's like the ultimate freedom. I feel like to have your pick. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't understand uh, how people come up with this idea of confusing. No, I absolutely know what I want. I want both. Right. <laughs> it's a spectrum. Like sometimes yeah. I look at girls, I'm like, damn, she's fine. And then sometimes I look at men and be like, yeah, I can get them. Like, right. Oh, I just, <laughs> and you I like think- you I think people understand it like on a basic level of like attraction attraction. They're like, yeah. okay, I can acknowledge that a woman looks nice and a man looks nice. Mm-hmm. So why can't you go beyond that and acknowledge that they enjoy sex and relationships with, with both, both men and women? Right? Yeah. You know, and my whole thing is like if I'm with you and we're monogamous, mm-hmm. we're monogamous. Right. So we're So there's blessings. no com- there's no yeah. confusion. You don't ever have to feel like, oh, I'm going to leave you for a man yeah, or must be whatever. A fear. I feel like there has to be, be some kind of fear factor. That's know? exactly what it is. I think a lot of um, lesbian women have that insecurity that uh, they will be left for um, a man because you always feel like there's something that you don't have or something completely different that you'll never be able to offer. Mm-hmm. Where if, if somebody is cheating on you or possibly stepping out with a woman, I guess you feel like you can do or offer that person the same things but essentially it's like no right you know i don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. like it it doesn't matter who you had sex with before me 
Right. Yeah. And, I don't want to know. And if yeah, and if somebody <laughs> if somebody's going to to cheat, they're gonna they're like, gonna cheat regardless. Cheating is cheating. I don't care if you cheat on me with a man or woman. If you cheated on me, you cheated on me. Right. So like, I don't know. Um. But those are things that happen in in the community, and then also like, um, the using of the straps. So like, oh, yeah. you have like studs who um, <laughs> like, they're not gonna let a fem strap them. Oh. That's what they call like touch me knots, or they want they don't want you to to play with their vagina to be anywhere Why? near their vagina. So oh. how do you get like in that sense? Like them. where does the pleasure come in if you're not letting someone pleasure you? So well, you just only get pleasure pleasuring somebody else. That could be it. yes, that could be it. But that's not fair. It's fair. To I them, but it's I fair to them. Pleasure. I want pleasure too. Well, I, <laughs> you're not that. You're not <laughs> that I think that that's I think that that's pleasuring for them. So like um. Maybe like for me, I get a lot. Like I can have sex with a woman, and I can be on right mm-hmm. on my cycle, mm-hmm. and I can still put the strap on with my boxes on and go ham. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. do everything to her, and I orgasm as well because it's the experience of it all. Mm-hmm. And for me, it like it looks good. First of all, the vagina, <laughs> <laughs> and also um. To be honest, for me, and again, like, I think this defines stereotypes, the visual of the penis, like, I cannot deny, like, imagine watching porn. Like, porn um, will get you off, right? Yeah. To, like, I still watch porn uh, involving men. I watch men on men porn. I watch women in men porn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to me, like, the visual of the penis going in and out of the job, something as simple as that visual, that's turning me on. You mm-hmm. being naked is turning me on. Yeah. Or you're moaning in the sounds and all of those experiences that we have during you sex. For- it's yes it's euphoric so it's like i don't necessarily have to be touched Mm -hmm. um like i want to now me (laughs) i can understand you know and and to each his own but my whole thing is like the downing of other people who do that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i'm less than because i'm a lesbian who is masculine or dominant most of the time in my relationship because most of the time like i've we've have fun with it but Mm -hmm. i don't really like being strapped Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like when I'm with a femme woman, I want to be the dominant one, and that's just mm-hmm. how I prefer it. Um, if that's what she wants to do, I'm like, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll okay. do it or whatever. But like, some people are like, you'll see a status by a stud. Like some of y'all still there getting dick down, and it's like, okay, like, right? And, and so, why do you care? Yeah. So just me being popular. Um, and having like all of these women who, who like me and love me and listen to my music and, and, and then me being in the spotlight has other people like, Hmm, you know what I'm saying? She's doing all of this. And Mm -hmm. like, she's speaking on the fact that she doesn't mind like engaging with men and y'all, it is my fantasy. Like I want to see a man like bend over and be weak. I don't know what it is. No, I, I understand that. I kind of want the same thing because they're so overly masculine. They're right. so overly powerful with everything. So mm-hmm. to like see a man be submissive, like to be a see a man be submissive mm. for me. That's if I would ever engage with the man again, it would be for those reasons. I want to try. That's power. I'm going to try and get my fiance. He ain't gonna let me do it. Shoot, you never know. Like you have to have the conversation because my whole thing is like also like this idea that um if a man was to allow you to strap him or do anything, any anal play at all, anywhere near it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's viewed as like how is yeah. it gay but, when it's a man and woman? Right. Yeah. Again, if he doesn't understand. want to go and be with a man, then it's not me. the same. Right. Me. It's just not. It's not. It's just like it's literally pleasure. 
Yeah. It's like, pleasure. It is a man's G spot. Like, mm-hmm. if we talk about pleasure, if we talk about, nigga, you so nasty, you want to get off, like, you need to try some stuff that's going <laughs> to get you off. And if you don't like it, you don't like you it. Don't you like try. It. You don't have to do it all, We all have things that when it comes to sex that we don't that, like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want nobody looking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> So that's actually like, it's kind of gross, but I've had that happen to me one time and I was like, ah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Hold on. That happened to me too, but I actually started liking it. Cause you know, when you're getting ate out from the back, from the back and he just went up and I was like, yeah. Ooh, hold on, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Like, oh, you do? Do that. Do that. And then I slowly moved into anal, and then I'm like, okay, I didn't like it at first. Now anal I it. hurts. Now I, I can't it. get with the anal. That's, it takes a while, but you look, don't got the patience for it, girl. Patience. I, I ain't got, got the space in there. That is an out, not an in. So <laughs> I don't got the patience or the space. Okay. So I'm going to leave all that to you, my friend. Oh, girl, all right, all right. That's fine. Because I can't do it. That's fair. I said, you want me to do what? I said, we could try it. And then after, I said, oh, don't ever. I said, we are never, never, never. No. Oh, I'm with it uh, as far as the giving, but just I don't want to uh, receive. Don't don't leave. That's odd for me. Oh Lord, no. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't melanated thoughts, y'all. No, no, no. I'm telling you, this is what the show is about. Authentic honesty. Yes. Yes. I love it. It's our best episode. For real though. For real. So why is being public with your lifestyle important to you uh for kids for me uh for for people who are um in the space same space that i was four years ago um who who hadn't come out yet or Mm -hmm. people who are thinking about coming uh out like when you do music like hip-hop is like the most popular influential mm-hmm. thing going on in the world right now mm-hmm. so when i get on my music and i'm open about who i am um it makes it more acceptable right uh as far as people who are not within the community and then it makes people who are thinking about um being a part of the community more comfortable with themselves so you know i think about young girls and young boys um who may be artists themselves or even if you're not like just in general like mm-hmm. just being comfortable with being who you are Mm-hmm. Um, like we already said, those women who are like, man, yeah, I'm a dominant stud. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. do this, this, yeah. and that. No, it is okay. Like, be who you are to the men out there who are heterosexual and are thinking about trying something with their girl that other people may view as gay. Like, no, just be comfortable being who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, try it. Um, straight up. I don't know. Tell us a little bit about your music. Yes. Okay, y'all. So I just released um, an EP, a 10-track EP. A lot of people are referring to it as an album, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I would have referred to it as an album, too. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between an EP and an album? Was it like a yeah, sample? That's what I want to know. Well, um, it's just like short play versus long play. Like So LP is long play. EP is extended play but generally speaking an ep is anywhere from three to ten tracks on the Mm. based on the research i've done but when it is 10 tracks it's uh like my album is 36 minutes so like okay it's a short listen you know you can just wash the dishes and get from beginning to end of of the project you know what i'm saying Mm. so it's amazing 
it is like shorter. Like it's not too time consuming, but it's enough content to where you'll be like, okay, I can dig this. this is cute. Yeah, and like a lot of the songs are, you know, two and a half to three minutes long. So, oh. you know, people gonna play that stuff on repeat and that's right. like a very strategic way to play it. Um, I got about like one or two that are, that are kind of long on there. But um, no, um, so it's in, produced entirely by a producer by the name of Wops World. Um, he's also an artist. He's on song number three on the project, but he made all of the music. Um, and I contributed all of the lyrics, of course, except um, the feature where I have Jordan Jensen and uh, Baron Lee. But um, this project is fun. Mm-hmm. It's colorful. Like, if you know me as an artist, I've been very conscious in the past. I've always kind of been, like, hypersexual in my music and wrote a lot of songs about love. Mm-hmm. So, you have that. It's hypersexual. Um, a lot of songs about love. It's animated. It's mm-hmm. upbeat. And, and, I don't know, it's fun. When you listen okay. to okay. it, like... I think when you listen to it, for me, it, it's for women. I mean, men enjoy the music too, right? But for women, I think it makes them feel, like, good and sexy and mm-hmm. bad. And, like, you don't have to be um, in the LGBT community because there are so many heterosexual women I see that it converted to. That, mm-hmm. And I see that it worked. Like, they're listening to it and they're bopping. And, like, this is my song. This song make me feel sexy. Mm-hmm. And just like a lot of, if y'all listen to, like, um... Young and May, like that yes. song when Ooh came yeah. out. Like yeah. it's a whole vibe. Yeah. Like it's just mm-hmm. dope music and you know, music is just universal. So um True. yes, please go check it out. The name of the album is Flavor. It's on all your streaming platforms, Apple Music and Spotify and, and all of the others. So yes. Right then. yes. And we you. got our copy. So yes. Yes. we are going to end up doing a music review. We're gonna do a whole music listening party yes. on this on the podcast. Oh yeah. We're going to get some sippy sips. Yes. And we're going to get some some food. We're going to listen. Oh, yes. We're going to have a listening party. We're yes. going to have a good time. Yes. We might yes. even go live on IG while we do this. Yes. Right. So, do that. Yes. We're going to do, do that. that. Okay. That's going to be the plan. And you know what? At the end of the day, I really, really appreciate you coming. I know you're busy. You yes. have stuff to do. You work. Yeah. You're an artist, yeah. you grinding, so yeah. it's like all time costs something. So I really appreciate you taking out the time to come. And for the listeners, like this was for y'all. I want you guys to take out of this conversation how to be your authentic true self. Even if you're not a part of the LGBTQ plus uh community, this just should shed some light on how you can go about being true to who you are, no matter how things may turn out, no matter what they may cost to you, friends, family, whatever. You want to be able to just be who you are and be comfortable. And mm-hmm. so talking about this hopefully will help you come into your own. And you know what? This was a good time. Yes. yes. This was, really was fun. fun. I agree. Love this. Love okay, this. y'all. So. You know, we always end the show with a melanated moment. So, Sasha, a melanated moment is the moment where you was just like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Like, this is the shit. This is awesome. This is my thing. It could be anything. It could be you got your toes sucked last week. It could be you found $20 in the middle of a roll. It could be anything you want it to be. So, my melanated moment for the week is... I finally got my son to sleep in his crib after Lord knows how long of sleeping on the floor (laughs) with my fiance because this little boy takes up all the space in the bed. So 
that is my melanated moment for the week. I got it's my bed back. Moment. I can finally rub my booty on his dingaling oh, in the no. nighttime. What's your son? He can love my friend. That's how you was made. So, well, that's true. Yes, I'm excited about that. That is true. Yes, all right. Uh, my melanated moment, oh, for today. Um, so I told you how I got wrote up at work for telling yeah. them I wasn't going to be sensitive to ignorance. Yeah. So I went to the mandatory EAP therapy session that they said I needed to take. And I told my therapist, white dude, everything. And he's like, I don't even know why you're here. He was like, you were completely right. And I was like, I knew it. Like when I have a professional telling me that I'm right, he was like, they thinking on a case manager basis and you're already on a therapist level. And I was like, mm, that's what's up. I know I'm right. So that was my melanated moment for today. Yes. Is Sasha. it something today? Or? It could be it just anything. Happened today. Hers yeah, happened mine today. today. Mine's happened last night and yours could happen whenever. Okay. So, I mean, definitely like the day that I released my project, like I was nervous about it and I didn't know what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And then my whole entire Facebook and Instagram were just flooded yes with people like saying that they were listening to it posting about it saying how much they liked it calling out their favorite songs yes. um the muas mue started a whole um freaking makeup challenge for flavor. i saw that yes yeah, so um that yes. was just definitely an awesome melanated moment and then um I was uh, sitting at McDonald's on my computer, on the Wi-Fi, chilling, doing my thing, waiting to get the CDs made um, the other day. And this lady walked up and was like, hey, baby, Jesus loves you. And I was just like, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, um, I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I don't go to church or anything. And I'm just non-denomination. Like, I don't mm-hmm. identify, really. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely am a believer of God. Jesus, I don't know. Like, I'm not there yeah, with it. You know right. what I'm saying? But I'm just like, thank you. It's, it's mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, Jesus sweet. loves me. And then she was like, do you go to church? I said, no, ma'am. And, said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, why? She was about to sit down. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was about to sit down. Yeah. So for me, it felt good to like, because in the past, like, I just knew that I grew. Because in the past, I will sit there. And let someone lecture you about it. And let somebody just talk me down about something that I'm sure about. And I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very comfortable in so right even though she was a black woman and i didn't want to be disrespectful to her mm-hmm. um, you know she wanted to have a conversation about me stopping her we can talk about that right but like i don't want to sit here and like i don't know you and sit here and like explain right your reason why i don't go to church to you yeah right it's not too business. much like i'm working yeah plus religion and That's spirituality gross. is pri- completely uh, different it's private yes. they're two completely different things and they are private yeah so like, yes it's your business lady but you were a lot nicer than I would have been. That's fine. Yeah, and I didn't. What intention was not to be disrespectful? Like she said, when she said Jesus loves you, I said thank you. Yes, <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> you to say Jesus loves me. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yeah. you know, so but like slow your roll. Right. I'm not want you to join. Don't me overstep your boundaries. Have a conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, yes. Yes. So y'all, this is the end of this week's podcast and. I really, really appreciate y'all coming, talking, fellowshipping, and turning up with us. So, stay tuned for our next episode. And in the next couple weeks, we about to be doing a listen party. So, you don't want to be a square. So, you might want to tune in and make sure that you download the EP on Apple Podcast so that you can tune in with us and listen while we listen and twerk with us. Because we're going to be doing a lot of that. Yes. yes. Plus, I got cheeks now, so I'm definitely about to be twerking. All right.
right, y'all. It's been lovely. Stay black. Goodbye. Drive safe. Yes. We will talk to you guys soon. Don't get pregnant. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>